0: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mother podcast, brought to you as always by the wonderful Goldie Accountancy wearegolding.com Hi, how are you? This week is the final part of my conversation with wonderful Henry Haight I hope you've enjoyed the last two episodes I've had some really lovely feedback from people He's such an interesting guy and has really had a lot of different and both wonderful and terrible experiences in his life so I do hope you've enjoyed it This final part focuses on his dealings with celebrities, um, his relationship with Amy Winehouse, the legal battles he's had with his shop um, and becoming an artist, like recognising himself as an artist and beginning to sell his work. It's, um, yeah, its it's It was so lovely talking to him. I find him so interesting and he's such a lovely guy as well. So I do hope you enjoy it and I'll see you in a bit.
2: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best
0: friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Work. So, when so you came to London, what did you do? How did you get your first job?
2: I went to a bunch of tattoo shops first, uh, just blindly. Yeah. And I met with Alex Binney at Into You. And he virtually told me, well, I could only offer you, because I think he had like six or seven artists at the time. Um, and he's like, I'd only be able to offer you one day a week, but he's like, I do know a guy who's who's needs an artist. Yeah. And the girl got departed. So I went to Soho Diamond Jacks. Yeah. And I met with him. And I think Bad. I had like five quid to my name.
1: Yeah.
2: And he hired me, and I started the next day.
1: Did you have a visa to work here? How did it work with you? What's did that? you have- How did you work here? Did you have a visa? No. You didn't. Oh, so it was all
2: under no, the table. I didn't have a visa. Okay, okay, yeah. I did, I and um I did have a visa, and then I I was I started working for him. Yeah. The very first day I made three hundred eighty pounds.
1: Yep.
2: I was like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, um, there are days where I've made that. You know, there were days where I made like nine hundred.
1: Yeah.
2: In a day, and um, uh, and you know, with art if if you're good you you're good you can make a yeah. lot of money, but you have to be very frugal in how you spend it yeah. I look at money like a hammer my husband my ex husband hated that because um you're just like my my brother's the same way he, he, they kind of want to hoard money yeah um and with with artists most artists. With galleries or attached it, you do a fifty fifty split,
1: yeah,
2: um, then, when I left Diamond Jacks, I left actually in two th- the end of two thousand okay, and I didn't work for about six, seven months before yes. I found a shop, yeah, and I opened a prick. December
1: 2001.
2: Okay. And, um, that was a struggle because I had cowboy builders who, like, took me for money. Yeah. And, you know, all the, you know those shows where someone, like, I'm gonna chase my dream and they go to some different country and gonna open a chalet, a hotel, breakfast. Yeah. And everything that goes wrong goes yeah. wrong. And, you know, that happened to me. And yeah. And I, I just... For, I struggled for about three years to just like to try to make the business a go and I was helping yeah. making the business work yeah and it wasn't till um 2008 2009 that people started to say oh we like what you do and um you know by then I started tattooing like and you know, with Amy Winehouse coming into the picture, yeah, that changed a completely different ballpark. Yeah. And I never wanted to be known as one of those dry cleaner tattooists, you know, hanging all the pictures. Yeah. But um and again, social media hadn't really kicked off yeah. to that level yet. And I really held back on that. And um one of the guys who trained me was like, You're an idiot if you don't you, you should yeah. fucking just milk it for all it's worth. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well and it really st- starts to snowball and um you know, tattooing is taking me to different countries. It's um you know put me on, on T V shows and, and it wasn't that was that wasn't the objective. It wasn't yeah. to to meet these famous people. I feel very fortunate, very blessed that yeah. I got to meet some incredibly gifted people
1: yeah.
2: who who have their own legacies and their own right. That doesn't make me feel any more special, but I feel very blessed that I got to see and meet them, get to know them as well as hearing their own struggles
1: yeah. and yeah. and
2: get to know them personally that I'm like, oh, okay, this is, you know, they're just like other people. And, um, yeah uh, there've been a few times where I feel like I have to check if there's a fucking horseshoe surgically attached to my ass because i was like I don't know how yeah. the fuck this happened other than kismet or serendipity in some way. Well, um, yeah,
1: but people came to you because of your talent, didn't they? Say well, that's why like they people came to you because of your talent.
2: Yeah yeah I, th- I th- I'd like to think that. Um you know
1: well, What well, when they to touched it for
2: George um McQueen I I tattooed, I tattooed McQueen's assistant. Then uh, he brought in Boy George. McQueen's assistant brought in Boy George, and then yeah. Boy George brought in McQueen. And it was kind of like you know, um, when I tattooed Amy, I then tattooed. Uh, at first, I tattooed Pete Doherty and Carl, and didn't know Amy yet. But then, it wasn't until I saw the Libertines album cover with them both with the tattoos. I was like, what? Holy shit! <laughs> and then I didn't know that Amy knew Pete. Yeah. And um, and then Amy also knew, uh, Patrick Wolf. And you, yeah. but you would never think like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Um, and so you know, like I tattooed Warren. Yeah. And you, and then yeah. Pip showed up, and I was yeah. like, you know, um, so it kind of, it, but I think that was the thing about because tattooing is very intimate Yeah. that you're entrusting someone and you, you engage with the person and you know, I do I've never, I've done hair and makeup for productions, but never worked in a hair salon. But when you're having your hair done, it's a very intimate thing. You, you, have, yeah. you have to engage with the person in yeah. the chair and you get to know them and you're sharing stories, you get to see how they're doing and check upon them and stuff like that. And, um, that's always, I've always liked that aspect of that job. And then you get to meet others. And with Amy, I, 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 it was introduced to other people within her social circle. And it wasn't till her death, unfortunately, that I got to get to know the family. Yeah. And, um, you know, now when there are certain things with, uh, they're trying to reshape her narrative. I think because of the Me Too movement, and all these other social causes, it's no longer acceptable to make someone who's suffering from, you know, drug addictions considered like a melting illness in a way. Yeah. because um, 'cause I've had my own issue my own struggles with it. Yeah. And um, now when I see the family it's you know, it's through events to for for the foundation. Yeah. And stuff. Um, you know, and Just the other day, I heard that Chances' husband Richard passed away, and I had just seen him in November at the Design Museum uh, exhibition. Oh,
1: that's a shame.
2: It it was amazing because you see, like all her Grammys, all the dress she wore on stage, and there was a dress she wore when she got acquitted for punching a girl in the face. And I remember the day she came. It was a Vivienne Westwood one, and it was right. In front, and I remember, oh my God, she wore that day. Twenty minutes, she left the court, came straight to my shop, and I was like, "Well, you're dressed." She's like, "I just came from court." She's like, "I'm a petite little girl," and I'm like, D-, "And I go, did you really punch that girl?" And she's like, no, "And she's like, I'm petite. She's like three hundred pounds," and she said it, and it like, and I remember giving her a side eye, and she had four bodyguards with her and um but I remember I got really emotional seeing that dress and you never look at I never looked at clothes that way but I think when you go to see exhibitions you're you still have the mental capacity to interpret something visually and it affects you emotionally and that's the thing I've always loved about art yeah um and and seeing uh Janice and the family and Mitch. um, And then I showed up with a girl, Mona, who's who's a dancer, had the Amy Winehouse bouffant. And, you know, they were like, who's this girl? You know, and... um, But it's nice to see them in that capacity to to catch up with them. And Amy's stylist. um, But now, um, you know, I still have the challenges to try to keep... The, the art and the tattooing going. I will yeah. eventually pull back from tattooing and just do it on the side. But primarily, I'd like to keep, do more illustration and artwork.
1: So with the art then, do you, have you always carried on doing your art while you were building the tattoo stuff? Or did you go back when, when, when I
2: started tattooing, I primarily just did tattooing and I tried to do painting. But the weird thing is that, you know, when you approach galleries, you kind of have to know certain artists, or is this, is this, is your art compatible to what the other artists are selling? And virtually, is it up to scale? Is it up to par? You know, what, 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 what narrative are you trying to sell? What do you, what, what do you have to say? And virtually how do they sell you? Yeah. To, because you're, you're not only buying the work, you're buying a story. Yeah. And I've had to learn that early on. And um, when I started to approach galleries, I it was through other artists I knew or exhibited with. And virtually you, you know, you have to have like a CV to PR. And they want to see who have you shown with, you yeah. know, what's your work like. And um, again, you have to virtually make this work that is compatible to the other artists. So yeah. if a buyer, a collector goes in, I like this piece and that. Will those go? Will this go with the furniture? Yeah. With this, with this, go with the color scheme. Is this, you know, something that I like? I'm. I also have to kind of sometimes consider that, not in the sense of. Uh. I have in the past it's it's worked for me and against me that if I make something to, to, to pand a pander to the gallery of buyer solely, um it can, it can fail miserably, but other yeah. times it's worked. In, like who's who's this made for? Ultimately when I make work, I wanna make work that I wanna look at or I wanna own.
1: Yeah, that's surely that's hmm? the point of being yeah an artist really is doing what it's expressing yourself isn't it yeah so you've got to it, worry about what someone well, might it, like it, it has to
2: be something that you want to say what do you want to convey as well as why are you doing it what, yeah you know what, um and for me would i want to own this would i want to say oh yeah this is cool because i have two pieces in in my toilet that i look at and i, I still love and i'm like okay yeah um Sometimes when you do a commission, you have to go buy, like a tattoo, you have to go buy what they want. Yeah. And with, with certain work, I've had work that's just flown out the door and others, some like, oh, this, this may be a hard sell. And I, I wish I was one of those artists that could paint like a landscape of, you know, the sea and be yeah. happy with that, but I'm not. Yeah. I've never been that way. And um, that's kind of hindered me. Um, and I think okay but I, I do know that with any any level of success you're always going to have different challenges no matter what tier you're at um, so those are mine
1: yeah
2: and and I have to go okay um, but
1: that's what makes you you that's yeah. your art isn't it because yeah you have you to you, you, have, to, you have to
2: be you have to be authentic to who you are yeah and um, I've, I've been very fortunate that okay it's it's it has worked for me and against me, but I think that a lot of artists have that same capacity that some you know, not everyone wants to buy something's controversial they kind of want yeah. you know, the seascape or the arthur Kincaid you know windmill uh water fountain thing you yeah. know in the sleepy valley hills and yeah and yeah, that's great, but that's it's not something i especially if I buy art, yeah that's not what i'm gonna um do but um, in 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 doing this pursuit, I've been very fortunate to build really good working relationships with certain gallerists and yeah. directors, and maintain a, you know a working relationship with them. Without, so how
1: did you find them, or did did they approach you? How did you get it out? To there? to
2: approach me, and then I've approached others yeah. to say, hey. You know, I like, and then other artists go, you know, his stuff would work right here. And yeah, okay. when they've seen it, they go, yeah, can you know, can, can we have some of your stuff? And yeah. th- that's a, that's a nice accolade to go, okay, great. But you still have to treat it as a business. Yeah. And some I've approached and they're like, well, it's not the roster we that it could go with right now. And, yeah. you know, maybe later. And, um, and then others, they've approached me and I'm like, I, 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 don't think my, my stuff would be a type, a good fit, you know, because I'm at a particular bracket right now. Not that like I'm better than, but I you have to watch your price margin on how you sell certain stuff yeah. in order, because eventually you, you you want people to invest in your work, that it'll appreciate in value, and um, with tattooing. You know, you do the work, you forget about it, and they go, in, and that's it. But yeah. with art, you're kind of creating a body work, and then you're going, okay, and then once that's done, it's now what? Now, yeah. And then you go into the next piece, and say, how is this going to correlate to this one and this one? And I always try to figure out, okay, if I was getting rep- retrospective, how is this all going to tie in together?
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> and that's what I normally try to think in my head as, as a big picture of things. Yeah. Um, and with a lot of work, sometimes if I'm I'm doing something like this is not working, I'll stop, put it away, come back to it, or I'll look back at it and go, "Shut yeah. you back." Know? Yeah. Um. But again, you know, you you have to you you are in isolation, and when you open that up, it is kind of like burn your soul. Yeah. To to the world. I, I never thought of it that way but it, it essentially is you hope that someone loves enough to go I'm going to look after this I'm going to love yeah. forever. And it's a nice feeling when you see what your work looks like in someone's house because you feel more more than any Instagram light. Yeah. You go, because the home is such an intimate and private thing Yeah. that you know your work is over the map, so you go wow. You know this guy that I know he lives near for sure. he's got like six of my pieces in his house Wow. and one of them one of my bit largest ones like in his dining room and i'm just like man you know um i'm grateful for them and you and you you have to be nice to these people not because they're they're, they're paying a lot but um you kind of just they've they love what you do so you can't be you know nasty and yeah um I've, I've met some artists that have been very, like, I've even fallen to that trap where I'm like, you know, I need to pull the stick out of my ass and just get it over myself. But um, when someone says, look how you've made my house, I'm like, wow, yeah. you know, that that's one of the highest forms of compliments and flattery that they can give you. It was like, even says, oh, I, you know, I want to wear your work. It's yeah. How how could you not go that that is an honor. It's a yeah. privilege that they're bestowing that on me. So that I've I've never taken that for granted. I did in the past, but now I don't. Yeah. And um, you know, there's those things that you have to be mindful of and say, Okay. But being an artist is is a never ended journey because yeah. you're always in a form of self discovery and you go, Okay, now what's next? What's next? Ultimately, I just hope that I create a culture that leaves some form of impact. It's nice yeah. when people come to the studio just to get the Amy hearts. That's the only tattoo I will recreate. And, you know, I get to meet them, talk to them. And, um, Do you get a
1: lot of that? Huh? Do you get a lot of those ones? Lately, I have. Yeah. yeah.
2: They, they just want to come. And um, and they, they've all been so different and so, so wonderful. And... Um, I never thought that, in a million years, that her coming in would have changed yeah. everything. You know, more more her than anyone else. You know, because yeah. um, I've tattooed Boy George's brother, and yeah. you know, he's lovely, and you know, he's a good bitch. But but his his brother, David, is just is is a big sweetheart. You know, yeah. and and it's kind of nice when you get to meet. The families, and you go, okay. Then you really get to know the person rather than the celebrity. And I, some of my my art is based on celebrity, but not in the sense of hero worship, but money plays a factor into my work as well, where money, it doesn't have an intrinsic value. It's kind of like a false idol. Yeah. And celebrity to me is also like this false idol worship.
1: Yeah. You know, we...
2: you have 15 minutes and then that's it. Then what? Yeah. Um, and I, don't, I, I can't see how people could want to be, like, who ide- ideologize the um, the Kardashians because of what they represent, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't get it, but it's yeah, like... Yeah, I give them I it. more power for their hustle. Yeah. You know, they, they really... They come at it from every angle, but there's an ick factor to that. That I don't like the fact that these the women latch onto these men, try to like procreate, and then so that they have a story for their shows, and then they there there is hawking things. Yeah, and I was like, well,
1: healthy. None of it's healthy. The amount of plastic surgery, yeah. the, the amount of it's just- and and the
2: weird thing is, I think it's it's impressionable to young kids now because. Yes. They want to emulate what they see out yeah. to... You know, it was one thing for me to want to be Ace Freely when I was 10. I didn't think, you know, when I was 14, I wanted to be Tom of Finland. I wanted to emulate factors of that yeah. that I saw. And, and with um, Andy Warhol and that crowd, I wanted to investigate and... But because you're impressionable and you want... You want to emulate the things that you like or in, and, and see how, how it fits on you. But I can't imagine... You know, my daughter saying, oh, I'm going to do an OnlyFans and like,
1: yeah,
2: you know, I'd rather her Would you be a stripper, yeah. you know, and just like, because I have friends who are strippers and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think, I don't know, there's something very superficial about saying, I want to be an influencer and I don't like the word, oh, I'm a creative Because, I don't know, that's like McDonald's saying that's like, you know, a a chicken cordon bleu burger. It's like, no, it's not. They're two completely different things. Um, And like when I say there's postcard art or dental office art and then there's art art.
1: Yeah.
2: And um how you experience something and how you go about it are completely different. But with with this watered down version of stuff and putting a filter on it, I have a real problem with it. Yeah. And
1: Yeah.
2: That's now I'm, I think, okay, just, just be as gentle as possible and just I, I want to be as authentic to, to me um, like it or not because yeah. I'm I don't have the time or capacity to say or care yeah. anymore. So
1: So when the art started picking up, did you naturally start winding down the tattoo? No,
2: I, I, kept, I kept them both. It wasn't until I got sideswiped with the trademark dispute with the cactus shop.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And that really threw me for a loop because I virtually put my head down. And when I put my head up, I'd been in the shop sixteen years, and all of a sudden I started hearing about, oh, I'm this brand, yeah. You know? And the the my solicitor was like, well, you're a brand, Henry. I'm like, no, Oprah Winfrey is a brand. He's like, no, no, you are a brand. Believe it or not, you're a brand. And when I lost, I thought I've I've been I was working really hard just to just do what I loved. Yeah. Um, in two years, I spent forty seven thousand. <gasps> um, my marriage is falling apart. Yeah. Like virtually just uh, I, everything, everything around me was crumbling. I didn't have the energy to go to the shop, uh, encourage five other f- five other artists and a piercer and their apprentice to go. Okay, we're gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go and you know and pay the bills, run and and and, and get creative. I I was. I was like, I just wanted to to end it all. And um, that's where I felt like, okay, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, And I had to really kind of sit with myself and figure out what what it was, Um, because I wasn't happy and I didn't feel. That I was, I I felt, yeah, you know, I was a complete loser, and even though I lost, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to file for bankruptcy, and this is the thing that I don't like about influencers now. I I don't like when people go, I'm living my best life, because life happens when you get punched in the face, you know. It isn't when you're sending your, you know, the JJ in Aruba, you know. You know, doing lines of coke, you know, P. Diddy's house, you know, Dom on and all that shit. That's not, life. That's not life. life. is when you get, you know, you get railroaded, you know, hit by the side of a car and your leg is about to be amputated. Now yeah. what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. That is your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um yeah. And, and, I, and I, 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 I was crying and the solicitor said, you're sitting in my office. You've just lost... And a lawyer asked, did you make a joke about a girl wearing a $27 weave? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah. And he was like, um, he's like, you lost the court case. You didn't lose your life. He goes, I represent Apple, Rihanna, all this stuff. And that's why I hired him. I thought, yeah, he, he, he's, a, he's a fucking shark. Yeah. He's like, I have to pick you. And represent your case. You're in my office. You won. You're a success. You could aff- you afforded this?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he was like, and I thought, holy shit! I, he, because he basically said, you came here with nothing. Look what you've you've achieved, even though you lost. Yeah. He's like, she doesn't do what you do. You are you, and that's what made you, and that's what got you here, and. I was like and it's so hard to forget because we want the end result of, you know, okay, yeah, I make art and I sell it. But I was like, it's the work that got me there. Yeah. Um and, and that and that passion. Um, it wasn't a click, it wasn't like, it was it was and I wasn't doing it for the money or the validation of whatever. I was just doing it. I loved what I did and you know, I love interacting with people. I still do to yeah. this day. Um but I was just like, holy shit, you know. Um, and it's it, from that point to now, it's been five years.
1: Has it been five years? Shit. It's been five
2: years. Because I met you and Warren around 2013,
1: 14? Did I have Lola? Huh? Did I have Lola? I think I've met you. No, you hadn't had Lola yet. No, so that, well, she was born in 2011 so it must be more like 2009 2010 yeah yeah it's been it's been
2: yeah. a while yeah yeah so, yeah cuz yeah, cuz i cuz i remember cuz pip had just done the dan wasack stuff yeah and you know um but it wasn't like oh, oh i need to know all these people it was just kind of like this more three degrees of separation from yeah. that you know um stuff. And i remember telling pip like if you fucking Get Tom Hardy to just sit on my face and Hardy all over my face. I will tattoo you for free for the rest of your life. And he's like, you know, he's like, oh, man, I can't do i was like, come on. Chop, you know, chop. I know you, like, you got it in, you know. Um. <laughs> but, um, you know, but, but the whole thing is that, it wasn't, that wasn't the end result of why I, I, you know, it was just through these meeting of people that it yeah. kind of, happened that I met. And that's the thing that I've always loved about meeting really creative people that you, you migrate towards these things in a sense. And that, you know, if you're genuine enough and you, you're open to their, their hospitality and their friendliness, that it kind of opens other things. Um, I don't prescribe to the toxic positivity of, you know, Oh, just, you know, I, you know, I like a good bitch and a put yeah. comment and burn as the next person. But, um, but I think I'm too cynical in that, in that sense that I, you know, but with with doing what I've done, I've learned that, you know, I have to look at the pitfalls. And that was a pitfall and a half that kind of, yeah, I think, had, had, had to have me consider what success was as a whole and now what? And it has taken me... For, see, five years to recover to go, okay. Yeah. For I would say for two and a half, three years, I was like, there's no way in hell. And, but it all, it all happened at once, like it, like this zit, just like it popped. And I'm really glad that it did because um, for a while I was really angry. And I think I had to go through the, my therapist told me to read Dante's Inferno. He goes down the pit of hell and all this stuff. And and I was like, oh my God. I was like, because that's what it it very much felt like. I took the red pill, went down the rabbit hole and spiraled. And um, now when I do stuff, I, I, especially now when I go to galleries, I now look at art based on my, my mental disposition, what I'm attracted to. I looked at other work when I go, God, I used to really love that painting. And I go, Oh God, I was fucking depressed at that. And now when I look at, I look at the color schemes, and, because you never stop looking at those. And I think mothers and parents, especially should always try to encourage their kids to look at things that were, because kids do naturally. Yeah. They look at things in such an honest, genuine form that I love.
1: Yeah.
2: And, um, when I've talked to kids about how they view things, it's so simplistic and so genuine honest, and honest. that like there's there's no bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck do we get so jaded and twisted and like you know sour? That was like. But we we want to keep that alive. And, and like it, when I've talked to your girls, they're so jovial and just so you know, they they're full of spirit.
0: Yeah.
2: Juno has a lot of spunk in her, and I I imagine she gets that from you, you know. <laughs> And that's one thing that you—that is a testament to your parenting that that you're kind of not trying to mold her into something, but through osmosis for her just being near you, that she's picking up those characteristics. That I think through my mom, how she when she spoke visually, I would look at things and see that, Yeah. and think, okay, that's how I'm going to see stuff now. And and I, now when I look at art and experience it. I want to take it, even if I look at work and I was looking at that, I'm like, okay, that ocean piece, like, what are the things I like about it? Because
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I got to say something nice before I go back in and you know, make <laughs> yeah, a comment. Yeah. And, but, you know, I now have to look back and say, okay, there's these are things I like about it. It's not necessary for me, but I still have to have an appreciation for it.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, two months ago, I was at the... Um, National Gallery, and I saw one of the, um, Monet lily ones, and I always walk past and go, oh, it's a big old mess. Yeah. And, you know, you, you call a Monet, someone a Monet, you know, yeah. from, from a distance, they're all beautiful and stuff, but up close, it's this big old mess. I virtually walked up to Monet, and it was sitting there looking at the lily pads. Yeah. And I was just, like, seeing the brush, like, just like, wow, I just, like, I had to, and really taking that. and as a kid... I looked at the impact. Now as an adult, I would look at the technique, I want to, like, I want to sniff the, oh, it's the word, the docent is, like, too close. Yeah. <laughs> Back up. Um, and, you know, I know when I go see galleries and I see kids look at artwork, um, there was a, 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 a uh, Tom Lee joint with the big red-orange things, and the kids are like, oh, no, no, no. And I remember telling the kid, "Look behind that, you see the other painting." And the, the parent was just like, miss, miss. And the, the child was looking. He's like, "Oh, you see the stripes up there?" And I'm like, "Yeah you see it over there?" And he started to see it. And, but, you know, my parents didn't do that for me, but I think they thought if they took me to these places that I would just pick it up, yeah and see it. But I think they were the gateway to bring me to those things. Um,
1: I think as a parent, you just have to show your children different things, and then they'll just gravitate naturally to what they like. Yeah,
2: they they will, they will definitely gravitate towards it. For me, music and art were really, really profound on me. And that my my that music was always in our house, you know. Um, and when I looked at my parents' records and stuff, uh, their their record their record collection was. Our we had, like, you know, the typical ugly, you know, Arthur Kincaid paintings and stuff. And then when I got into punk, I started looking at uh, vintage uh, paintings and charity shops. You know, and the whole Margaret King with big eyes from the 60s. Because people were giving those away. Yeah. And a lot of my friends were buying them. And I love old clown paintings and dog paintings. And I still collect them. And, um, you know... To some people, like, well, that's drunk. But there's something about those things that i relished as a kid was a kid. I loved dogs, always yeah. loved dogs. And you know, we had a dog much to the of my teacher, wrote about smells and I said, I like the way my wet dog cocaine smells. And my teacher was like, You have a dog named Cocaine? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, You name your dog Well, my dad named my dog cocaine. <laughs> And, you know, I, I can imagine her expression. She was, like, shocked. But, um. yeah, I've just, I, those are the things I, I looked at. And I think my mom had a really keen eye for detail, which I, I think I inherited from her when she made us costumes and stuff. And now when I look at stuff, I really... You have to step back from tattooing. I can tell that certain pieces are like, oh, man, I was lazy that day. And and others it's like, okay, fucking. There are times where I forget I've done a piece and I've looked at it and like, holy shit, I did that? Wow. Yeah. You know, because I'm so critical of it. Yeah. And and I've never wanted to be one of those artists that, okay, do the technique and just cookie cutter it. Yeah. Because to me, then I'm I might as well just be a sewing machine, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, doing the same thing. Um, but with painting, it is very much like dating and having a relationship. Because sometimes it's really hard, and you're trying to make everything. I explain it like this: the creative process to me feels like a hurricane in my stomach, and sometimes. I can sense when they're coming and I start making notes or I I put on my phone, like I make a note. Uh, And then I go into this insular, almost walls go up and I have to methodically put the work together how I see it. And when I'm in the eye of the hurricane, I can see all the pieces, but I have to arrange it in a way in a sequence that I know that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I can see them, but I'm reaching for them and trying to grab them put them and and the weird thing is that when that happens, that's all I see. I didn't see the dog, I don't see yeah. my part. and it used to really bother Bren that that I would exclude him from that process because I would I would just close off and I would be really apologetic like I'm not doing it, but this is just part. and when I'd be in the studio, I'm by myself, so yeah. no it would bother me. Sometimes Mabel would bark or Jolene and I'd have to look, okay walk for an hour come yeah, back yeah, yeah. and and then I'd have to go back and um and then other times it would almost come back reverse or I I put the painting in not the right way and I have to put it away for a bit and then come back to it or the drawing and go
1: yeah
2: and then I okay then and put it and then I can piece it to where that's where the um, the Excel comes from.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I painted my ex-husband uh, a year before I left him. I I sketched him, but I never painted him. And I put it on a heart canvas because I wanted to let him know how much I loved him.
1: Yeah.
2: And in a way, I kind of knew that once I did that, that was going to be the end of it for us. Really. And I spent four months trying to get his expression right. And yeah. I remember I showed it to Mabel. I'm like, who's this Poochie? And she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, Penny's done. I gave yeah. it to him. And um, the last time I saw it, I, I couldn't bear to look at it because it was just, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, my heart is hanging on a wall gathering dust. Yeah. And, um but you you have to let those things go and and say okay uh, but yeah I, I, I'm still committed to creating and working and
1: you, do, you know, do something every day
2: well I try I try to do three to four times a week yeah um, I try to do two days where I just don't do it because'm I'm, I'm lazy by nature but I have to tell myself okay get up to do just yeah. go and get on with it. And, um, the other times I'm like, I, I just feel like I'll be painting at like two in the morning.
1: Yeah.
2: And sometimes email, I was doing the email last night at 1230. Yeah. Sending. Okay. And comes to, comes to the territory and I, I don't mind it, but it's, it's part of the job. Yeah. And that's a part of the job that, you know, it, it is a job. Um, but with with the painting aspect of creating or just tattooing and interacting with a client, th- those are things that I do love, and um, you know because it brings us to elements like this, yeah. to where we're just en- engaged. I like the exchange.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, with with trying to sell a collector a piece, it, you're trying to sell the work and engage them, and, and you know, and I feel really weird about that because I'm like, hey, yeah, best yeah. me, I'm I'm worth it. <laughs> You know, um, but when I get to meet people and then they go, oh, I really love this, and and I've drunkenly said, oh, if you buy it, I'll I'll hang it up. You know, and my my drunk is like, you said you'd hang it up for this, you have to go to their house and hang it. And I'm like, oh okay, give me the address, and you know, I'll show up and you know, and it's nice because you know they make dinner and we talk yeah. and and we just ha- have a good time and, the, but it's it has this it's it's upswings to it definitely that i wouldn't change for anything but you know that but it, it is the thing that you have to keep at yeah like you know the, like i'm sure you'll you tell your girls you have to keep if you really love something and you want to to, to make them get the most out of it you have to treat like anything yeah and, and just
1: keep doing keep it, keep at it, not yeah. not give up. Yeah.
2: So in that respect, yeah, I, I just I'm not giving up.
1: Yeah.
2: And you you take the sweet with the sour.
1: So where do people get your stuff?
2: Uh, they could get it online at um, Henry Hay Fine Art. They could get it at Start in Rotterdam, uh, Saatchi Art through Venice and uh, the UK, Fleek Gallery in. Uh, Devon, uh, Subversion Gallery in Scotland, Imitate and West Bank are my primary here in London. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, and, yeah, just uh, occasionally, hopefully a few other places.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I'd yeah. like to break the Chinese market right now. Yeah. Because that's where the, the money is. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, s- some, some of the art of i artists I know, they're starting to... Gravitates towards that way and it's nice to see them actually getting up to another point because you yeah. want to <laughs> I was like one, one artist one one blue chip artist size that makes room for us to get up yeah, on, the, yeah. on the other tier and, and move up yeah. and it's nice to actually see also when your friends succeed yeah. that you know and they do things to go wow okay you know I feel, just feel fortunate that I know a lot of creative people rather than um famous people or whatever. It's just...
1: Yeah.
2: It, you know, like, I know strippers suck, or and whatever, but I just find them just as intriguing.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, they, they always have a good story.
1: Yeah.
2: But, you know, you know what it's like. So... <laughs> but, yeah, they can, they can find my stuff online or just Google Henry Haight. Yeah. It's weird because I now don't Google myself. Oh, really? <laughs> I did at one point, but I don't. Yeah. And, um, you know... So our art, 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 artists know me as a tattooist and tattooist. I'm like oh well, he sells art yeah and somewhere in between and,
1: yeah.
2: and I'm like, okay, but I think I, I wanted that for myself I choose, chosen that for myself um and then you know I, I feel very blessed yeah. in that way to do that so
1: yeah
0: good Well,
1: thank um, you actually. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the final part if you have anything you'd like to talk to me about then please get in touch mum and mama pod on all the socials or at gmail as well i've managed to secure some quite exciting guests but i don't want to say too much about it until i've recorded them because i don't like (laughs) getting excited about things before they've actually happened but um yeah the podcast conference day was very beneficial to making some really good links so That's all very exciting. I recorded a really good podcast with Vix Layton the other week, The Comedy Arcade, um, which was a lot of fun. That's going to be coming out soon. Um, And Vix is actually my guest on next week's podcast. So she's hilarious. Check her out on the socials. I'll post links to everything, obviously, next week. But I thought I did have another... Obviously, because it's Pride Month, um, I did have another... Uh, do you know? I don't want to jump on the bandwagon for Pride. I speak to all different kinds of people all the time, so I don't want to be like, "Oh, so for Pride Month, I'm just going to put out all my gay podcasts." Um, Henry, it was just a chance that Henry's podcast came out this month, but I did because because Henry's was quite a heavy conversation. I've decided to put fixes in for next week because it's we have a laugh, and then next week I've got my lovely friend Claire on to talk about her well her addiction her recovery and her coming out as well so but that's quite a heavy um, that's a heavy couple of episodes so again we have a laugh but some of the topics we cover are very heavy so I thought I'd have a bit of a light interlude in between so yes but um, if you have any guest suggestions please get in touch and let me know Or if you'd like to come on, if you have a story. Everyone's got a story. But yeah, I hope you're good. Stay
0: safe, stay sane. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Hold up.